Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Ian. <laughs> I'm joined by my permanent guest host, Ian. Yes. Hey. I called you a guest host because you don't have notes. I had notes for the last episode. You did, kind of. Were my notes, was I able to use my notes to interject? You were. Reasonable. You were. And accurate information into the conversation. Yeah, some of it was weird though. You like paraphrased something I had said. Those uh... no, the the article paraphrased something you said. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. That was almost kind of eerie though. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was surprisingly almost you know, verbatim. Verbatim what you just said. That's why I asked you if you had read that article. Um, no, I actually. When it comes to like vinyl stuff, so our last episode was on vinyl. If you didn't listen to it, but uh, if you didn't listen to it, you're Cunt. A jackass. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of that stuff, I just, I don't really need to do a whole lot of research. I can just, I just know a lot of Says stuff. Says the person who had four fucking pages of tight notes. Yes. But it's uh, vinyl, so I mean, I kind of. Touch it off from memory? Yeah. I mean, the, I think the only thing I did, I did look up some of the stuff on like Dynaflex and things like that. Right. Um, but outside of that, I mean, obviously I had to look up, you know, records that were coming out in the month of May. and But. What's up with that Justin Timberlake thing that keeps going around about May? It's like a meme. I don't understand it's, it. It's going to be May? Yeah. Is that a song or something? There? It's going to be me. But the way he says me, it sounds like May. It's an sync thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, why the fuck would I know that? It's going to be May. Gotcha. Yeah. That's all it is. Okay. And Fair enough. I just wasn't sure. I figured you'd know. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, Because it's been around for like. A long fucking time, Ian. I, this is the first year I've noticed it. And, really? Yeah, and I just—it's been at I least like—it's it. been at least like four years. Okay, well, great. I just never noticed it before. I'm sorry if my NSYNC knowledge is is lacking. It, it's not NSYNC knowledge. It's like, hey, why does Justin Timberlake keep popping up talking about it being May? I don't pay any attention to that shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, do, do do I need to like grovel? Do I have to really apologize for not understanding no, it, this it, meme? It, it doesn't really surprise me because you you're not a big like Facebook. Kind not of really. I, I use like I've told you a million times. I use Facebook to kill the time while I'm outside smoking or vaping. Yeah, vaping now. Two months officially. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yep. Good job. As of the third, I've been clean for uh, twelve and a half years. Uh, twelve and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not entirely clean because I am using the crutch of vaping, but at least I haven't had a cigarette in two it's, months. It's, it's something. It's, it's definitely it's something. It's definitely a start, and I am I can definitely tell the difference in my yeah. breathing. Yeah. So when are you going to start hitting the gym then? Uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. it's going to have to happen. <laughs> Cause, uh, uh, and I'm laughing because Ian's been saying, saying that for a long time. For, yeah, four yeah, months Yeah, but at least. It's, it's like, okay, now I can breathe, but that only gets you so far when you're carrying around a lot of extra weight. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I've got like a treadmill and stuff in my basement. Actually, I had a really nice elliptical that like converted into a recumbent bike that I just got rid of. But So I, I, I used to exercise in my basement here. Uh-huh. And uh, then so Ian was talking about getting a gym membership. And I was like, and Mandy has one. And I was like, well, sweet, I'll get a gym membership. And shit, I can just go on a weekend. I can just go to the gym with Ian. And I'm fucking waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. It's been five months now. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm yeah. I'm going. I mean, I'm going. But yeah, that's all that matters, right? See, I, I inspired you to get a gym membership, so you can you can say when you, at my funeral you can say I, I'm outliving you. Thank you, Ian, for I guess, recommending I, I a guess, gym membership. I guess my employer encouraged me with money. 
with money. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pay, not they, signing up for they, that. They pay for half of it. Why not? Oh, for that they got that that M healthy thing that you get like 200 bucks if you finish. Oh no 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 that's that's different. Oh. This all you do like I go online and obviously you know, if you're gym membership I know this is completely stupid and pointless to everyone else is right. listening but uh, <laughs> if your gym membership is only ten dollars a month they right. cover ten dollars a month. Right, I think I'm going to get the twenty dollar. Oh, so membership. that's why I do the twenty dollar one. All I got to do is go on I go on Planet Fitness's website and I just print out my statements and I upload it and then. They in, they reimburse you for in, half of it. In in June they'll I'll get a check for sixty bucks, and then at the end of the year I'll get another check for sixty bucks. Yeah, cool. So, so it covers half the cost of the year for membership. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Or if I'll do, do that for sure. Or if you do the ten dollar, it covers the whole. It thing. covers the whole thing. Yeah, no, because I want to be able to go to other locations if necessary. Because yeah. you're you're obviously going out here, and I'd be going to the one in Belleville. If we if we we're going to go together, I'd want to go to whichever one you know. Yeah. They're all, I mean, they're all the same. But I know, but... I'm, uh, I'm kind of a man whore, so I like going in there and tanning every once in a while, so... Yeah, you are a whore. <laughs> not, not, re- not really, <laughs> but I'm like the complete opposite of a whore, but... Yeah, you... Because yeah. I've been in a very monogamous relationship for like 20 years, so... Yeah, well, good for you. <laughs> I just... Hey, every once in a while, you like, uh, like a little tan on you, I guess. No, I don't like being pasty fucking white all the I time. I don't care about being pasty white. I don't like going outside anyway. So that's why I just go stay in the booth and I don't have to go stand outside anymore. Um, see, that's the other thing. Like I worked, con- I, I worked, I worked a job for like 20 years where I was like outside, outside all the time. Right. So now being like pasty white, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. Working inside. Yeah. Oh, oh, just working at a job where you're on your, sitting on your ass most of the time. Yeah. It's been a huge adjustment You know what I've me. noticed? Speaking of that, and- uh so my wife gets, mandy gets on me all the time because i eat standing up and okay like so we sat down to eat dinner tonight and i'm like standing at the counter eating i mean he's like why don't you come over here and sit down there's an empty seat right here right and i was like well because i think it's just it's the point now where i sit down so much between work and driving all over hell and half of georgia and school i mean i'm on my ass a lot and i was like i'm it just yeah. feels good to just stand up. Well, I mean, just even being at work, there's times where you know you have to stand up because you've been oh, sitting yeah. for two hours. and a half, three hours, and it's just like your legs don't. You're like, are my legs even there? Yeah, you know, I, I you usually I, get tired of sitting there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, do I? Well, when I stand up, am I just going to fall <laughs> down because my legs don't work anymore? You probably it's, will. Well, Humpty Dumpty. Is that a fat joke? Are you are you body shaming me, Nick? It wasn't really meant to be a fat joke. But it sounds like a fat joke, and I think you're body shaming. You're you're a terrible person. <laughs> body shaming you. <laughs> Isn't that the thing now? I guess body shaming and and well, I, all I, that. I, I didn't mean it as a fat joke, but no, it sounded like a fat joke to me. It doesn't matter what your intentions are anymore. These days, you, if you say it, it does. It, it's only what other people take. From Speaking it. of intentions, so mm. we do have a topic for today. Yes. And it has nothing to do with intentions, but well. It has everything to do with immigration. Immigration myths. Yeah, well, it it, it kind of all came about, and it was like the that was like the world's worst segue, but it was kind of meant oh, to be. Oh, hey, one. we're the world's worst podcast, so what, what the hell? Hey, no, we're not. I've heard podcasts that are way fucking worse than I ours. I know, my other one. <laughs> so Ian's got a podcast. <laughs> it's a new podcast called uh, Ian and Jace's Video Seller. Yeah, it's strictly ep- horror movies. Yeah, episode zero is out now, so definitely go check them out on on. They're on iTunes and I don't know where Spot else. Podbean, all the other places you can find this this show. 
Well, well, not not. Um, it's not going to be on Stitcher. It's not going to be on. It's not on Spotify. It's not on iHeart. You've got to apply to all that. Okay, but it's on like Podbean and iTunes. It's on Podbean and iTunes. Right. You have to apply. Like I said, to those, you have to apply uh, to Google also. Okay. So Ian's got some work he's got to do to get his that's, podcast. That sounds out. unfortunate for the podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to kids. There's only so much I can help him with. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to cracking on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the episode zero is up. Yep, it's been up for what about a week? Twenty third, twenty third. Yeah, it so was supposed weeks. to be up April fifth. Yeah, but it, it even says ex- in the episode is going to be up to April fifth. Yeah, so it only took like an extra eighteen days. That's the, for me. That's pretty good. That's that's it's, it's pretty piss poor, but well, for me, it's good. <laughs> Because I'm a piss poor person. You know, since I'm, we're recording this at like, we're recording this at uh, like quarter after 12 in the morning and I'll have episodes up in two days, but. Yeah, well. It is what it is. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. So immigration. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's something that kind of caught my eye because obviously it's been something in the news lately and, and reading over a lot of posts, I, I've really kind of tried to pull back from some of the political garbage that I see on social media. Yeah, which it's all political garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's if it's political, it's typically political garbage. Yes. Uh, and I, I and, and a lot of the stuff I've seen in, I'm part of a political group on Facebook uh-huh. that seems to be majority like crazy one way or crazy the other way. Yeah. Well, that's all. When you're on social media, there is really no in between. No, it, it, it doesn't seem. I guess. So it's just, it's just a lot of the like, I don't know. When I first got into the group, I would engage some of these people and have, you know, it, it would be like a three hour social media argument that would just turn into him calling me an asshole and just. Right, right. Stupid. It, it, it would just kind of lose all 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 you know credibility uh, as far as as a reasonable yeah, argument goes. Yeah, sure. yeah yeah something like that so it's just like so i've seen a lot of these like immigration posts and it, it just it bothers it, it it bothers me that people really have no idea how the immigration system works in the u.s and and i'm not just saying this as someone that lives in this country and thinks they know what they're talking about this is what i did Right, you yeah, know, you worked in it. For I, I, I worked in it for three years. Uh-huh. You know, I, I day in and day out. You know, I was on the ground. Uh, you know, fighting for immigrants in this country. So I, I, I you know, I, granted, some things have slightly changed uh, since then. But I mean, for the most part, I have a a very good grasp on how the immigration system works, mm-hmm. and at least with my own two eyes, seen. A lot of things that when you when when I see these these social media posts, it's like, okay, I I've seen with my eyes that that is not true, right? Like it, it just a flat out lie. Yep, yeah, and, and, and you get you get that on both sides, but it's more so on the anti-immigration side. Well, yeah, In my experience, both sides lie about different things, but right. yeah, this just one of yeah the 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 anti-immigration thing I think falls into a somewhat of a racist side of it. And yeah, I'd say that's a huge part of it. 
Um, and, and now I've got like 10 things. I don't know if we're going to get through all 10 of them, but, and, and I, what I want to try to do is kind of stay away from the political name calling kind of right. stance and just kind of go through why I think, or we think that, that some of this stuff is just, it's unfortunate that this stuff has stayed in the social media realm and people kind of eat it up. If that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. As you yawn. Sorry. Am I that fucking boring already? No. I, hey. Jesus. I, yeah. I've, well, I've only, I've been awake for about six hours at this point. <laughs> I know it sounds bad. It's just, I work midnight, so. I know. My, so. my body, it's it's now trying to readjust to a day, day schedule because. I kind of, sort of, will be on a day schedule for the next three, four days, and then I have to go back to a night schedule. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's flipping back four socks. Yeah, but uh, so the kind of like the first myth that I wanted to kind of tackle was the whole anchor baby myth. Okay, which you know what they say. Yeah, you know, so, oh, yeah. you know, people will come to this country, become pregnant, drop the baby so that they can stay too. Yeah, but it's not true. No, you know, so it just. Having a child born in the U.S. doesn't mean that you can gain any kind of lawful status easily. I mean, because first off, so if you have, if Ian, if you're uh, if you're an undocumented immigrant, and you come uh, and you come into the U.S. and you have a kid. Yes, you're right. That kid can petition for you, but that kid can't petition for you. Until, until he's that, until he's twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. So right. uh, a U.S. citizen cannot petition for a, a, a parent until they're twenty, at least twenty one years old. So they filed. So an I one thirty is a petition for an alien relative. So you file the I one thirty. It could take, a you know, a couple of years. Really, it could take several years for that petition to get right. approved. I don't know what the current wait time was, but I've seen so a, I've seen as little as like, you know. 10 to 12 months. I've seen it at, at uh, uh, you know, two or eight, three years. Eight, 18 months or plus. Yeah. Uh, it depends on if you get a request for additional evidence and things like that. There, there's, there's so some what you're saying, an anchor baby isn't just come over, drop a baby, and you're staying. It's come over, have a baby, wait 23 years. Oh, no, 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 because it's even longer than that. Okay. So let me get through this. So, so once, once, this, once the I-130 gets approved, the parent would then have to go through the consular processing process, mm-hmm. which consular processing means that you go to your country of origin and go to an interview at the at the consulate. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Right. So, but the thing is, if 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 once you're in the United States illegally and you accrue one year's worth of unlawful presence. When you exit the U.S., when you cross the border to go to your home country, I don't want to say home country because your own country of origin. Right. As soon as you cross the border and leave the United States, you trigger what's known as the 10-year bar of inadmissibility, which means you can't legally come back in the United States on a visa for, for 10, 10 years. years. Right. You can get a waiver for the for the bar. Um but the petitioned alien needs to show an extreme hardship to a U.S. citizen or lawful permanent resident spouse or parent. So U.S. citizen children aren't even 
grounds for a waiver. Right. So where's the anchor baby part? That's all in the rhetoric. That's that's what it is. So it's I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess it's true to the fact of the fact that you you're right. You can come in here and have a, a child, a U.S. citizen, you know, born child, and then leave as soon as they're born, and you can come back. You know, twenty three years, twenty one, twenty three, twenty one years. If you have less, well, it's. I think it's what if, if you if you, once you hit six, once you hit six months of unlawful presence, it's three years admissible uh, that you're inadmissible to the u.s right. and then at one year it's a it's 10 years right. so i guess if you like sneak in real quick have the kid then leave you can come back in 21 years right if you're here for a year you're not coming back for 31 years right after you leave well 31 it'd be it, i'm sorry it'd be 21 i guess it'd be Still be twenty one years. Well, twenty one years, and then that they can petition for you, and then it's gonna be ten years for whenever you leave after that. Okay. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I, I mean, it just... I've, ne- I've never, I've never understood the the argument there because what difference does it make? I mean, even if you just look at it, just on the surface, if you you know anchor baby whatever, what is the difference between a, a husband and wife coming here having a baby, whether they're here legally or not? Well, we'll say for the sake of argument, illegally. They have a baby. That's that's how this country was born. People came over here. They bought a house. They were at least established some kind of living status, and then they had babies. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what how all of us got here. Yeah. You know, unless you're Native American, and even surprisingly, even they're uh, being rounded up by ICE these days. Well, and speaking There's of three cases of that so yeah. far. And, and speaking of ICE, according to ICE, between. 2015 and the end of 2017 because i haven't seen numbers from 2018 yeah they probably haven't been released yet probably not um so between like i said between 2015 and the end of 2017 they deported 87,351 parents who had at least one u.s citizen child okay so i mean it's 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 if you think the people are coming here and having kids to stay it's not working. It's not working. And, yeah, at least not it, for eighty-seven thousand of them. And, and and that's that's pre-Trump, right? I want to say also. Well, seventeen would be for sure. Well, no, seventeen. If but, only if we all go back to seventeen, that would be under his term. But it's, but twenty fifteen to the end of 2017. Oh, 2015. Oh, yeah, that's, 2015. Uh, yeah. So that's pre-Trump. That's pre-Trump. So yeah. I mean, well, I don't know what the immigrant what the deportation uh, rates are now, but there's no arguing that. Obama was called the deporter in chief. Oh yeah, yeah. There was yeah, definitely that's what people called him when I was when I was working in immigration. Right. So <clears throat> cuz he cuz that was the thing when they when they when they rolled out deferred action for childhood arrivals DACA in what was that 2012 cuz that's when I started working in immigration. Um it was it was it was like a trade-off. Okay, we're we're going to give deferred action to these children but we're going to ramp up you know, deportion, uh, de- deportations because of it. Right. And they did. They mass deported people. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's it, it just. So the whole and the whole anchor baby term is always kind of. Well, it's again, it's it's rhetoric. It's it's talking points or, or sound bites, sound clips, things that that resonate with people who don't investigate anything. They yeah. take everything at face value from certain sources and that's it. Yeah. You know, so and it's something it's easy for Trump to, 
you know, it's got to be something easy for him to bring up multiple times. Because otherwise, it's not him. I mean, it's, it, it, but the it's anchor, not just the him, anchor man. baby thing has been going on since Reagan in the eighties. I know, but I mean, it's it's but that's the Republican game plan. That's their that's from the that's the page one of their of their playbook. No, no, but, I, but I'm trying to, simple. Trying to stay away from the political side of well, it. Well, you, it's going to be it's tough. Hard. I mean, we're trying I, I we're trying to be balanced by acknowledging uh, Obama's deficiencies in in immigration policy uh, but, but you know but it was a trade off is what i said right. you know the the whole obama thing like i said yes he gave he gave deferred action but because of deferred action they ramped up removing removals also right cuz they said look if you're if you if you've if you came to the united states before the age of 16 you you've you've um kept your nose clean you haven't gotten any kind of legal trouble you graduated high school or you're still in high school you haven't had any kind of major issues um, here. We'll let you stay in the United States, but it, deferred action didn't give any kind of lawful status. It right. just deferred removal. Right is all it did. And they said, "Look, so since since we're giving you the status, pretty much everyone other than that, if you if you're if you have crimes, if you have issues, uh, severe case, uh, uh, criminal ca- uh, cases, and things like that." We're going to remove all those people. That's what they did. Which is the argument anyway. I mean, it's, that's what, uh, whatever side. The argument against immigration is it's just criminals coming over. So if we're deporting all the criminals, what difference does it make? Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always going to, I can't, I can't address these issues completely bipartisan. Yeah. Because I don't think that um, the... The bad stuff falls evenly. As from, far as from what I've seen, I mean, you're some right. of it does. But as far some as if it. you look at the bad stuff, all the bad stuff combined, there's going to be a heavier limit or a heavier weight of it on one side of the of the yeah. of the aisle. It's just that's just the fact of the matter. And because of the racial issue of it, that that makes it even worse. Yeah. So. So, and going to the whole one side, not the other side, kind of hits to my next okay. myth, uh-huh. which is the whole, the southern border crisis myth. Right. I mean, it just, illegal illegal crossings have actually been on, they've actually decreased, I want to say the number's like 70%. Yeah, I know since, it's huge. Since 2000. For several years through the the first decade of the two thousands, weren't we at like net zero immigration as as we begin with? When I so like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, yeah, we were at net zero. Right. So we were deporting people. We were deporting as many people that were coming, coming in. in. Exactly. There. Um. So I mean, but the, there is some truth to to the issue at, at the southern border because people uh, are start coming over. Yes. I mean, there are, illegal, there are, but crossing illegal crossings have been up the last 12 months or so. Right. But overall from year to year the numbers have been actually down. Right. Well, and and you can pinpoint why that is. I mean, there's just a, there's a huge issue down in South America right now. Well, Central America. Central America primarily, but South America and all that too. Yeah. Um that's where they're coming from. It's not even Mexico. Mexico necessarily. It's people coming no. through Mexico from El Salvador, Guatemala. Uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. well. That's Ecuador, all. Ecuador, I think that's, too. Right. That's all central. I know, but I'm just yeah. you were mentioning other countries. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and a lot of the issues in the, those countries, unfortunately, are that way because of a result of Ameri- U- U.S. U.S. actions, actions over the yeah. last thirty or lack plus of years, actions or lack of actions. Yeah, yeah, in some cases. 
Um, but mostly actions because we, I mean, we've we've been we've been poking the bear in South and Central America for decades. Decades. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I mean, it, it's yes, there is. We're definitely having some humanitarian issues at the border, um, just because of all the people that are flooding in, asking for asylum. Right. And just. So we only have a certain amount of immigration courts in the United States, and there's only a, a small number of immigration judges at those courts. When I worked in immigration, it was to get a to get a if you're hearing. Um, so if you went to the hearing, if you're an undocumented immigrant, you go to immigration court and you say, "Look, I need time to to get an attorney to to plead my case." They would reschedule your next court date for probably. 18 months or more I was going to say two years. Yeah. Because at that time, that's how backed up they were. I, I could only imagine how backed up they are now. It's probably, you know, three years now to, to, to get a hearing. Right. So so you, you're, you've got a small number of judges that are trying to hear these cases, and they're just being flooded. Okay, so if you're, if you're a poor woman from uh, uh, Honduras fleeing to the United States... And you come to the U.S. border and you say, look, you know, I, I've, uh, I, I brought my two small children with me. We were seeking asylum. Our country's war-torn. And- what, what, do you, what do you do with them? What do you do with those people? Right. Because at this point, what the United States does is, is they give them paperwork for when their court date's going to be. And they say, okay, well, if there's a, a family member or somebody like that you know in the United States – We'll go. We'll allow you to go live with them until your court date. Uh-huh. But part of our political system in the United States doesn't want that to happen, right? Because now so, under so under current laws, if they could, if they're under those situations, but they're spotted on the street by an ICE or any officer, because all all police officers are supposed to report under two, or, under two eighty seven G. But so if they're found on the street or. Even in engaging like a minor car accident or something, where the police might be involved, doesn't mm-hmm. have to be crime. Mm-hmm. Just something, if they're suspected, they can be deported just be, by that standard, or at least arrested. Well, no. Arrested. No. So, as so not being documented. So you would have to have. So in that inst- in that situation where you come in uh, and get asylum, you'd have to keep your paperwork on you because if you were ever stopped, so that court date or whatever would yeah. be enough to keep you from getting arrested. Correct. Okay. Correct. And well, what you would do is every month you would have to go into an ICE office and sign in, which that was one of the jobs that one of the duties I had at the immigration firm I worked at was I would take our clients down to ICE every month, mm-hmm. you know, and and have them sign in. Okay. Because it just that's that's showing ICE that you're that you you're willing to do what's necessary, and they're kind of keeping track of uh, where right. you're at and, and yeah. things like that. It's kind of a good faith kind of thing. I would kind or, of, okay. kind of. So I mean, so in that, so that, in, with that situation in mind, you know, if you're that, you know, woman with two small children, um, you, what's the alternative to lock you in a jail for three years? Right. And who can afford that on top of the cost of all the immigration? But that's but, but that's what that's what I'm saying is now you're asking. The, the 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 people of the United States to to foot that bill. Well, I mean, just, we're already just, footing it, the bill on on the court system, but that's true. But true, that's, but we're not we're not we're not footing the bill to house and feed 
right thousands and, upon thousands of people also right and, and, and you're basically imprisoning victims right and that's what i was going to say there there's more more of a moral issue and an ethical issue over a financial issue in my opinion yeah um moral and ethical issues should always always trump financial i think yeah um because you know what's the point if you, if we can't take care of i'm not suggesting that we take care of everyone in the world but you know if someone need comes to you and with help and they're and they're obviously in need you don't throw them in a cage no no you know? and, and and that kind of brings me to my next point which is this and i've heard this quite a bit lately is that asylum needs to be more difficult to get in the united states it sounds pretty difficult already Asylum is incredibly difficult to get. Um, You know, to to be uh, granted asylum, the asylee needs to establish that they've got some kind of like well-founded fear of persecution, whether it's based on race, religion, nationality, uh, membership in a particular social group, or a uh, or a political opinion. Right. So, and 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 it's a an an extremely high bar to reach. you have to you have to have some kind of evidence to back up your story. The uh, just you know just going in with like personal statements as evidence, you're never going to win a case like that. And you know these were by far the hardest cases I dealt with in immigration. Mm-hmm. And I remember one one guy we had in particular. He was from I think it was El Salvador, and during an election down there, he was handing out pamphlets. For, I don't, yeah, for I, the opposition, yeah, but but I don't remember if he was. I don't even know, remember if he knew which side he was. Just hey, the they hired it was probably a, a job. Yeah, yeah, we'll, they, we'll they give you ten them. bucks today. If exactly, you, whatever it was. Yeah. And they had I don't remember the name of the gang, but there was like the ten second gang or something like that, right. whatever it was in, in Spanish. But uh, so they came by and they beat him up for exactly ten seconds. Well, the immigration court didn't see that as 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 uh, grounds for a well a well founded fear of okay. persecution, so the, they denied his, his his case. Even though we thought it was a we didn't think it was like a a, a rock solid case, but we thought it was it was solid un- enough solid enough yeah. um, for for if, if not generally when you when you file for asylum, you also file for withhold with uh, withholding of removal also. Uh-huh. So if you're if your asylum case fails, hopefully you can still win. To not be deported. The other half of, of the right. case and not, you know, withholding of removal is almost like a deferred action kind right. of thing. Okay. Whereas asylum gives you, you you'll eventually be able to get some kind of legal, legal status. status. Right. Um, and with, I would assume you apply to become citizen, right? Uh, over a period of time, yeah. Right. The the but withholding removal you don't it's just a you're kind of like in limbo right. uh, but he didn't even win on the on the withholding so he ended up getting deported but you know but i it, it just i remember another immigration court uh, case it didn't happen at our firm it happened uh in another firm in nashville um actually i don't know if it was other nashville awesome maybe in there chattanooga or memphis right. but anyway it, it was, was in tennessee it was in tennessee. it was in tennessee but they um they they had what they felt was a pretty decent asylum case uh they went to court presented the evidence and the they lost they lost the case um so the their client got deported back to el salvador or guatemala 
I remember which one it was. Yeah, two days later he was murdered. Yeah. Two days after her returning he was murdered. And I think the family tried to bring a suit against the law firm over. So I mean these are these are extremely difficult cases to win. Right. And it's almost it really pisses me off when people make it sound like, Oh yeah, I'm coming to knock on the door of the US, say hey, I'm looking for asylum and they just say, Oh yeah, come on in. And it well, just, that's 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 what I mean. It's, that's why I said it's it's very difficult to because that's one side. That's one side of the political spectrum that talks yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to plead a little bit of ignorance here because obviously our immigration system in 2018, it's 2019, but we'll say 2018 because okay. it's the last fiscal year or whatever, um, full year compared to what say it was in 1818 did we even have an immigration system then and and it obviously yeah, wouldn't well, have been that, not that, not that. not really okay i mean at that time you just showed up at ellis island and you know signed your name in a book and went on your way right same in like say 1919 right? yeah 1918 so what's the difference now is it just because there's so? I mean, obviously the population of the country's heavier now. It is. Is that is that the only thing? Because well, they passed. I don't know what year it was, but they 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 passed caps on how many visas. I, they I know, get. but why? I mean, what's the difference? Where did the, where's the distinction? Is it because more people were coming? I would assume so. Is that is that strictly it? Just I would the, it's a so. numbers game. I would assume so. Because I mean, it just seems to me like the 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 flow of immigrants. In the 18th and 19th century, or even it was the gigantic, especially 19th late, century, you know, yeah, late 19th late, century, late 19th century, and early 20th had to be massive, yeah, especially millions a year. Even looking after, looking back at say um, post World War One, I, I mean, we probably got a huge influx of immigrants. Say 1918, yeah. 1919, 1920. There would have had to have been huge because from the war, I mean, Europe was was devastated by war. Yeah. And I just don't. I a lot wonder, of people are killed, also. But. True, but I mean, the, the I guess where I was going with the question is, the system we have is extremely complicated and extremely difficult. Yeah. Does it have to be? Is the question I'm asking? Because Pro- probably, a lot of, probably uh, not. Because a um, lot of things in this country and and in the world in general are made way more complicated than they probably should be, and that's why I mean, that's what I was getting. The, at. So there was the gang of eight in the Senate. What, uh, 2016? No, okay. before that. has I moved back to Michigan in 2015, so I had to be 2014 probably. Okay. I, I, I'm familiar with the with the Gang of Eight to a degree. They had put together a comprehens- comprehensive immigration reform. They kind of s- fixed a lot of the issues that I saw in the program or, or in the system and kind of streamlined a lot of it, but it never went anywhere. Right. Because there just wasn't the political will to 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 move it. Right. Could you, that bill be brought up now, or is the will just shifted so much? I in think the other that direction? thing has shifted so far. That's. It, I mean, it, it was even. I mean, it, there wasn't. No one was going to do anything with it. Right. But that's with, what I mean. There's you know, there's there's a political now there's will less, now. No, there's even less of one now. Yeah, but it's an issue. It's a bigger issue as far as like at least talking points go. But I think it's. You know, Republicans use it. As a way to beat Democrats over the head. Well, that's. Not I don't idea. think there's anything that they really want to do about it. 
Well, that's it's that's good, pretty common with any it's Republican good, thing because it's good politically. For I mean, it's like health care; they want to get rid of Obamacare, but they don't have anything to back it up it, or to it, replace but it. It just it's good politically, so I don't see them. That's I think that's why there's not a an interest in really moving forwards with something. Right. And I've seen I've seen Marco Rubio talk about he was one of the guys that was in the Gang of Eight that, was, that worked on originally. I think there's some people that are interested in doing something. I just don't. I just don't see anything making it through to the president. You're going to, you're either going to have one side or the other Democrats or Republicans that are going to have issues with enough of it to vote against it. Right. Well, I mean, I was just, like I said, I'm playing kind of like the person in the middle who knows very, 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 very little. Yeah. And, you know, maybe trying to, what little I do know, maybe ask the right questions. You know, that's all. Um, so the next one I had was the, the whole, well, they should just enter legally in the first place or, Hey, get to the back of line and, and do it like my grandparents did. Right. But obviously that's what I'm talking about. They didn't, their grandparents didn't do it that way. They For just the signed part, a no. paper. They just signed a paper and walked in. I mean, it just, I mean, I, I could see this being somewhat of an okay argument if the visa numbers weren't just so far out of whack in the United States. Uh-huh. I mean, currently... If you look at the so if you look online, if you Google um, visa bulletin, it's something that's put out every month by the U.S. government that tells you where in line that where at in the line they are for visas, and it gives four it gives uh, four different F categories. Uh, and, you know, it depends on what your relation is to either a lawful permanent resident or a U.S. citizen. Uh, and your country of origin, it tells you where they are at in that process. So if you look at the May 2019 visa bulletin, I was just looking at this last night. If you're a brother or sister of a U.S. citizen from the Philippines, they are currently working on visa applications from March of 1997. (laughs) And that is a drastic improvement because when I started immigration in 2012, that number was 1988. Oh wow! So they've gotten caught up they've, considerably in this. It, it, so it, it's years. moved. It's moved nine years. In yeah, three. They, so, well, it was twenty twelve. So it was seven years ago. Uh, oh right, right. So, and uh, if you're an, if you're if you're uh, like I said, uh, 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 brother or sister of a U.S. citizen from Mexico, it's a little bit better. It's February of nineteen ninety eight is where they're currently at. If you're a a, a married son or daughter of a U.S. citizen from Mexico or the Philippines, it's even worse. It's it's two years longer. They're, uh, Mexico, I think they're working on applications from like 1995. And that's if you're a, a married son or daughter. You know, so why wait? When, you, when you're talking about people doing it the correct way and coming in the correct way. Um, they're looking at 10 to 15 years. No, no, no. They're, working at, they're looking at 20 to 30 years to get a visa to come in when you can just, if you're in, if you're in the Philippines, you can go to the, to the consulate and get a flipping, buy a, a visitor's visa and just come over here and overstay. Right. Which that's how a large portion of illegal immigration actually happens. Right. Yeah. It's just, not coming so, across the border. It's coming in legally with yes. temporary reasons to be here yes. and then just stay. And then just stay. And there is a benefit to that because if you're, if you're, if you come in, let's say you're from the Philippines, we'll just stick with that. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're from the Philippines and you come over on a on a tourist visa and overstay your visa and you can live here for 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got 
that 10-year bar of inadmissibility. You've, you've got over a year of unlawful presence. So if you leave, you, you, you trigger that bar. But let's say you've been here for 15 years and you find a U.S. citizen and you marry a U.S. citizen. Well, because you have that legal entry, you are then able to adjust your status to that of a lawful permanent resident without leaving the United States. Right. So that's why a lot of people come in and overstay visas, because if you just jump over the border and come come in the U.S., you're screwed. You're never going to get any kind of legal status. But all you got to do is buy a damn tourist visa, come in legally, and then overstay. And then if you and, and, and hopefully then, you find someone to marry, and if you find somebody to marry you, now, then boom, you're set. Do you have to, they have to be married within that first year to prevent that ten year ban. No. It doesn't matter. They could be here for 20 years and then get exactly. married. Exactly. So it's not even like they're even like hunting for marriage. They can just no. do it naturally exactly. like everyone else. Exactly. And then if you get that, so if you marry somebody, you know, you you file the I-130, you get approved, you know, you'd have to go to a, you go to a, you'll go to a fraud interview. Well, they make sure you're not, you know. Just getting married to stay. Exactly. Right? And then boom, you're, you're a lawful permanent resident. Three years later, you can apply for your citizenship and then you're good. So that's that's why the whole like anchor baby and all that argument kind of is 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 stupid almost because it's easier to do it in a more legal way. Yes, and it takes a lot yeah. less time. Yeah. Huh. Now, granted, if you don't find a U.S. citizen that's going to marry you, you're going right. Get, if you're caught, obviously. Get, get caught, you're going to get deported. Right. But uh, you know, back to the to the visa categories though, it's just there there are some. It's not even some. There's a lawful permanent resident can legally bring their unmarried sons and daughters to the United States faster than a u.s citizen can in every single visa category every single visa category and that's why i talk about the numbers being screwed up right a a lot an lpr should never be able to get someone in the country faster than the u.s citizen right but that's just a numbers game it's just the the numbers are so far out of whack that that's that's one of the issues well there's that i would say it's probably faster partly because there's more of them than there are actual like citizens, but because it's so hard to become a citizen. Yeah, you know what I mean. We so, had we had one client that intentionally failed his citizenship exam because he found out, or we found out that that if he became a U.S. citizen, it was going to take him eight more years to get his kids in. Where if he failed his exam, he'd get them in sooner. And huh. then once his kids were here, then he could take the exam again and, and, have and then his, become a U.S. citizen. Yeah, huh? So it's just interesting. It's just like I said. Well, the system. It's the problem is is that the system is broken. Well, it's, I wouldn't it, say the system is. Well, bro- we'll broken. say the system is is out of whack. There has been band aid placed on top of band aid right. placed placed on that top of band aid for I decades. Mean, it's broken. Um, there's good. There may be good to it, but it's it's a broken system. Okay, I'll give you that. And instead of politicians wanting to fix it, they keep using those band aids and then using it as a political trigger. Exactly. To to drum up their base and their votes. So. Yeah, they use it for their own political gains. Yes. yes. Um, well, we're already almost forty five minutes. Away, I, I, I and, I, and I've made it through like three of my ten topics. Well, or four of I'd my say 10 topics. pick two more. Just well, here, so uh, so let's pick go. two more that are important. So we'll this is another one I hear a lot, and that's just that uh, immigrants are coming here to take our jobs. This is one we can kind of skim through pretty quick, right? Right. Because this is, I mean, this is something you've been hearing for twenty plus years. At least right. I have been. Yeah. You know, and and if you really think about it, the only person that's really coming to take your job are robots and automation. Yes. Not brown people. Nope. But it's easier to be scared by brown people than exactly. automation. 
You know, a, a lot especially of especially if you're a white male in there in your fifties and sixties. Yeah. You know, a lot of undocumented immigrants come to the US and what do they do? They do they they do hard work. They work they on do, farms. They do and exactly they, they do cleaning. construction, agricultural jobs, maintenance jobs, like you said. Um and, and a lot of these jobs are ones that companies struggle in many instances to find Americans who want to that do want it. to do the job. You know, I remember one we had one company that, well, it was one farmer we were dealing with, that he owned. A, he had a, obviously owned a farm, and uh, he had an incredibly difficult time find, uh, hiring employees to, for his farm. And, and he, at one point, he even raised the starting wage. To, I want to say it was like just under twenty dollars an hour, which was extremely high for where for he was what, at. Right, I was going to say it's high, high for farming, and he was in a rural area too. So and. He had the job posted for for over thirty days in newspaper ads and online, and uh, and over the whole course of, of of time, he never had a qualified candidate apply for it. Right. So you know, don't sit there and, and tell me that they're coming to pe- take these people's yeah. jobs when U.S. citizens aren't even fucking doing it. Right. You well, know, that's it, been it's it, been a big argument on the on the left. Uh, you know. They're not taking our jobs. They're taking the jobs that we Americans don't want to yeah. fucking do. And the other thing is, is if you, if if you're, if you want to blame somebody for illegal immigration, it's really simple. Don't blame the people that are trying to come over here to better right. their lives. Blame the people that are hiring them. Yeah. You know, so when we lived, but in see, ten, that's that's when, a catch twenty two too, because now you're blaming this farmer who may have to hire them. Because but, he so, has no other options. Yeah. But look, look at, well, but that's different though. If you're, see, so you can come over on workers' visas and get employees like that. Right. Okay. And and in his instance, that's what he was doing. He was, put, he, he ended up petitioning for, 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 for legal far, workers. For farm hands. Right. Legal workers. So, but there was one restaurant in the area that I lived in, Tennessee. I don't know if you were living down there at the time or not. But they got busted with like 20, Undocumented oh, I, immigrants. I, I don't know if I was or not. I wouldn't remember that. Kind of and weird. so they they paid like a couple thousand dollar fine, and yeah. boom, it was right back to business as normal. Right. Well, you know, just, so so yeah. they so they look at that and they're like, look, we're paying people, we're paying these guys slave wages basically, so they're still making money in the long run. It's yeah. just a cost of doing business. The thing I've said for a long time is if you want to if you want to stop illegal immigration, you take that company there and you say, look, okay, you got busted. Hiring undocumented immigrants, you're going to prison for ten years. Right. We're going to ban you once you get out. Well, of here's prison, the problem: though. who who goes to prison? Is it the manager who hired him? Is it the owner of the company? It, it will be the owner of the company. Okay. Because ultimately, is your responsibility. Right. Okay. There are. What if it's a big company that has shareholders and there isn't one particular owner? I'm I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be snide here. I'm just I'm talking. Generally, those companies. These are the companies. Generally, bigger companies like that are requiring I nines and things like that okay. to hire employees. Okay. I mean, they're they're doing background checks gotcha. on people. Okay. I'm, I mean, um, I'm just I'm I'm asking questions because I don't know. So. But if you take if you take if you take the owner and you put them in jail, say, look, you're going to jail for ten years. Once you get out, you're going to be barred from owning another business for another ten years, and you're going to pay a you know several hundred thousand dollar fine on top of all that. You know what's going to happen to the jobs? That they're, they're only going to go to citizens. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And there is a there is a I don't remember the name of it. Um, it's like some kind of identity check program that you can go through 
with the U.S. government to yep. verify uh, that they're a U.S. citizen. Yeah, it's it's online and everything. Yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, yeah. it, there are programs in place to stop all this. It just it, it there's no political will. There's no like, political will to punish the people that are really. Well, it's because the people, people. Who, that's because the people who actually are doing that kind of thing are the people who are responsible for having the political will to fix it. Yeah. You know, we've got the lunatics are in charge of the of the nut house. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it. Like you said, yeah, it's true. It, there's just there's not a will to 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 fix the problem. Right. There are ways. Well, there's just, there's a will. There might be a will, but the cost benefit is is it's it's more cost effective for the rich specifically yeah. to keep these things the way they are. Um, uh, the other one I had was, or another one that uh, I always see was that, or and it's come up pop. It's been pretty popular lately. Is the whole that uh, immigrants are bringing drugs and crime drugs with them? Drugs and crime, yep. That's it. And huge. I mean, I've dealt with hundreds, maybe thousands of undocumented immigrants, and uh, I can tell you that these people aren't. These people are. They're afraid to use the telephone because of their status. Yes. Yeah, I know. There, there's no way in hell. Maybe. Us extremely oh, small. I'm sure there's a por- portion, a small portion, a very sure. small number that might be, but a vast majority of these people would never in a million years bring drugs with them across the border, because they know that the the penalty for getting caught doing that, which is much more severe than They're the just, penalty for simply crossing. Right. You no, know, because crossing the border, being here, being here on unlawfully in the United States is a civil crime. It's not a criminal crime. Okay. So it's a civil penalty. So that's why it's not, it, just come here and, and live your life. And if you get caught, Hey, you, you get sent back. Right. You know, it, they know if you, they come across the, the border with cocaine or heroin or that's, whatever it that's is, that's a whole other, that's a whole different ball. It's a whole different ball. Besides as I'm sure you're, you're bound to point out, um, Look at the the big shipment of drugs that they found at the New York port. Yeah, that's where the drugs are coming from. They're not yeah. coming. I mean, how much? How legitimately? How much money could you make off of what the what little these people can carry across yeah. the border when you've got big shipments and coming what, in through the through the ports? Yeah, that was the next point I was going to make. Is you know, it's 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 not undocumented immigrants bringing this stuff in for the most part. For the most part, it's the Mexican and Central American drug cartels and probably a whole lot of fucking white people. Well, that, that and not only that, but uh, even um, the heroin. Heroin's coming from Afghanistan. Well, and that's what know, I'm saying. Like, it, th- those are the people that are that are shipping the stuff in. The people that are flying the stuff. Hell, there was a big Hollywood movie made what last year. Um, was it Tom Cruise or somebody was in it? Where they were? It was a movie oh, about yeah. the drug trade, about them flying in bales of cocaine and stuff right. like that. Yeah, I mean, glorified by Hollywood, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, then it's. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. My faith in humanity is 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 a little jaded right now. <laughs> um, Just in general, you know. Another one that kind of gets me is, is the fact that when people say, "Well, you know, undocumented immigrants," or well, they don't call them undocumented; they, they call them illegal, illegals. But they're undocumented. All right. Um, take uh, public resources when they're not paying, which is impossible because they, they, they can't pay, get and they public pay re- nothing into the system. Right. Well, and and quite honestly, if if they're Say they're working semi-legally. 
They are paying taxes. Pay, taxes are being taken out, but they can't file, so that money is going somewhere, right? Well, they can file. Oh, they can't file. They can't. They can't file. Okay. You know, uh, so I mean, this is basically a lie. Because how do you born get, out of racism? Right. How do you get welfare if you don't have a social security number? I'll get to that. Okay. I mean, without defraud, or fraud, or no, there's or, the, you can you can legally. So it's called, and most undocumented immigrants that I've dealt with have one. It's called an I-10. Okay. It's an individual tax identification number. It looks and acts just like a social security number. Okay. Exact same digits and everything. And what the government, because the government got smart. They're like, hey, But okay. these are people who are documented, right? No, or these they're are not, people I mean, who are undocumented. But they're, here, but they're here to a degree legally, right? No, the people are How here, are they getting these cards if they're not being deported then? Because it's not a social security number. It's not a social security card. You can apply for I-10. Because the government doesn't care your status. The government just wants you to pay your fucking taxes. Right, okay. Oh, so, so this is through the IRS. Yeah. Oh, so that's the IRS isn't technically a government organization anyway. So so, so you, you can apply for this I-10 that allows you to uh, pay taxes, but you can also file taxes also. Right. And you get a tax return out of it. Um, but, you know, and I've seen... Hundreds, but can that card hundreds be or used? thousands of, of, of tax returns from immigrants. And yeah, they've. How, they can't use that card to, to get on welfare, though. No, they can't. So, what is that's That's what I think the majority of these. That site is talking about. They're using resources. That means they're getting food stamps. But, but they're, they're getting, not. That's my point. They How can't. do you get that without a social? You can't get those. You can't programs. get that without So, that is so a flat out lie. Correct. Because ever, ever since welfare, and re- welfare reform was passed in 1996, uh, it was actually called the Personal Res- Responsibility and Work Opportunity Reconciliation Act of 1996. Uh-huh. But welfare Reform Act sounds a lot prettier, I guess. Uh, but yeah. ever since that was passed in 96, to qualify for any social program that you know you would, that would typically fall under the under the welfare umbrella because welfare isn't really a program it's just right, an yeah. umbrella term for a bunch of programs right. the the potential recipient has to prove that they're a US citizen yeah, to qualify right, even if even if you're a lawful permanent resident you don't qualify for those programs you have to be a US citizen right. so you've got millions of people that are paying in into the who system can't who use cannot that. use that that was really the point i was trying to get at they're there are, there are these people who may be here undocumented or illegal, if you want to use that term, and they are paying into the system, but they get nothing out no, of it. No. So and really, there there are there are certain le- legally they can't benefit from it. Right. So that argument, I don't understand that argument. I've never the understood only that way argument. the only way that I could see them benefiting from social services could be the food stamps that their U.S. citizen children could qualify for. Okay. Be eligible for okay, but that's it. And you know it, what? In the grand scheme of things, there shouldn't be anything wrong with feeding people. Yes, I, I don't care. I, I mean, we've got and, plenty of food. And you're, and, and, you're, and you're still talking about a small percentage uh, of financial, and it's a very small dollar amount right. per person. That's, that's what you I mean. know, so you're basically okay. So what? You're the kids getting forty dollars or thirty dollars worth of food stamps a month. To feed maybe four or five people, but the food, but the food stamps are specifically for the child. I'm sure the well, food. Well, how is the parents going to feed the kid if they're exactly, dead? Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, you know, they also pay into the system every time they buy something. Uh, every, sales tax. Every yeah. time they pay their property taxes. If they own a house. If they own a house, right. and you know, I've I've dealt with quite a few that do own their own okay. house. Um, 
I don't know how they how you can buy a house without being documented, though. That's the only. I mean, they're obviously not living in nice houses, right? But either way, they still have to go through a bank, don't they? Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, according to a 2017 report from the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, um, undocumented immigrants pay an estimated 11.74 billion dollars in state and local taxes each year. And an additional $13 billion paid by undocumented immigrants and their employers in payroll taxes, which they will never benefit from. Right, right. So so that's what, 13, that's 20, 24, 25 tw- million. 25, we'll billion 25, 25 billion dollars? 25 billion, yeah. A year. A year. And which is a surplus. It's not a drain on the system, no. it's a surplus. No. And, and even if, okay, even if. A uh, billion dollars of that is being shaved off, or two billion dollars being shaved because off because of fraud. Because of fraud, and there is fraud. I, I mean, absolutely. It, I, a lot of the fraud I've seen is from tax returns. Up, you know, people claiming people that don't exist, right, or people right. that live in other countries, or you know, they'll claim eight or nine people when they have you know two kids. Right. I've seen it. You know, so that's that's the kind of fraud that you'll have. You know, but that's on the IRS for not auditing some of the stuff that they need to audit. Right, right. And not looking at that kind of stuff. That's huh. But that, that's the kind of fraud that does happen. Um, so the next one I had is obviously another hot-button topic in immigration in the last couple of years, and that's that uh, a wall on the southern border will stop illegal immigration. Nope. Or, no, I mean, because, any rational person is going to know that that's not the answer. Well, I mean, it's not. It might stop some of it. Well, that's what I was going to say is it's not entirely untrue. Um, in it, the in the, it's true in the major in the metropolitan areas on the border. Um, in those areas, walls and f- physical borders like that do work. Uh-huh. But outside of those areas, it, people aren't crossing there. And people how much are, of the border is those areas? A lot of it. A lot of it, you know, it, it, no one's crossing through the desert because they don't want to die. If right. they wanted to die in the desert, they'd stay in Mexico, right? You know, it it just doesn't make sense in those in those more remote areas. It makes more sense dollar wise to patrol patrol it with like drones and things like that. Uh-huh. Could they theoretically just build walls in those in those highly higher populated areas? There are walls in those higher populated areas. Then what's then that's, that's what stops point. people? Then what is the fucking argument? No, they want to build a full. Uh, they a, want the Great Wall of Mexico or America, whatever you want to call it. Pretty much. That's what he, you know, that's what Trump's picturing. The Great yeah. Wall of China is what he's picturing on our southern border. Yeah, and it just and like I said before, there's a huge number of I want to say the numbers run off fifty percent of illegal entries in the United States every year. Is not people crossing the border. It's people overstaying Staying visas. Your visas yep. If you really wanted to do something about illegal immigration, you do something about visas. Right. So, I mean, let's just recap real quick. The big arguments. They're taking our jobs. No, they're not. It's, like you said, it's automation and, and, and robotics is going to yeah. take our jobs. They're bringing drugs. No, they're not. They're being shipped in through airplanes and through uh, cruise ships mm-hmm. or, you know, ships. Uh They're they're draining on the system. They're not. They're not. They're, they're actually they're, they're actually they're actually adding to the to the to the economy. 
And what was the other one? I think you've done four, right? Or have you done five? I've done like six of them or seven oh, of them. Oh, well, I mean. There's a lot of those them. Those are the big ones. I mean, those, well, those I are did, the I did have one more I wanted to talk about. Okay. And, uh, and that is that, and this is because of the whole refugee thing from the last okay. year or so. Right. And that's that, that, you know, people feel that refugees need to be screened better before they enter the U.S. Okay. And as it stands now, the average length of time to be granted refugee status in the U.S. is 18 to 24 months. You know, to be accepted as a refugee, you have to go through, There's, it's obviously an extremely long and lengthy process. Right. But it includes multiple interviews and background checks. Um, you, you, you get fingerprinted. There's health screenings. There's applications that go through multiple intelligence, law enforcement, and national security agencies before you're granted, uh, you're allowed in as a refugee. Right. What part of that needs to be increased? It needs to be increased. Because I think we do a pretty damn good job screening people. I would think so, based on that. I mean, I'm sure there's there's minor flaws here and there. There always are. But, I mean, that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. I think a lot of us, I mean... I don't know. It it's just there's a lot of reasonable things I think we can do immigration wise. Right. But like I said before, it's 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 so easy just to beat each other up with with immigration. Yeah. You know, one side beats them up because oh you want open borders, and the other side beats them up because oh you're just deporting everyone. Right. Well, now it's not even that. It's uh, we don't want open borders. Uh, we well, just no don't one want is advocating for open borders. I know. Nobody I know. has said well, let's completely get rid. Get, Right. Do away with the border. Right. I know. Nobody says that. Well, I mean. I'm sure some whack job somewhere said yeah. that. I think my wife has said that at one point, actually. <laughs> well, I don't. I Well, she must be whack job. She married you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. But she says that because she, she's she been to Europe multiple times and sees and, how freely you're right. able to move from country to country. and. Right. But you still have to be a citizen of a, of one of those countries to be able to move legally throughout those countries. Correct. So, I mean, there's still an argument for border. Um I just I have a problem and I've said this a million times. I have a problem with with defining people by imaginary lines on a map. Map lines that don't actually exist other than through arbitrary ownership. Yeah. You know, that's that's my biggest problem. There I I I long for the day and it won't happen in our lifetimes. It probably won't happen in your children or your grandchildren's lifetimes. Probably not. But I I long for the day when you know, there is this idea that we don't all have to get along. I'm not talking about this like lovey kumbaya, right? But I think there will come a point where those those ideas of 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 like I said, imaginary lines that define who we are will go away. How about hope, how about I just hope. having having a little compassion? Well, that's the biggest part right there. We don't. We should, but we, we should. Don't. We don't. Yeah. I mean, but we don't have compassion for our own citizens, much less anyone else. No. I mean, that's that's just a simple fact of the of the of the, of the world. You know, take any any African American neighborhood, and, and you can see that those are citizens. Yeah. And look at how they're treated, and how they're they're pushed aside. And these are impoverished, um, you know, citizens that that should be taken better care of. Yeah, and they're not. Or rural 
Kentucky. You know, right. I mean, time. yeah, to turn it, you know, I turn it around and and look at yeah how because it's not just a it's it's, it's poverty it's it is poverty. poverty but you have to admit that there's probably a, a slightly larger disparity between the African American community community and the rural white. Maybe to a degree. To a degree. At least in how their people are treated. Or yeah, perception. Or perception, perhaps, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. That's all I got, man. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. It's I was just trying mess. to call attention to some of the well and the, the things that I read online. That, there isn't that much boil in there that I blood. The, you didn't cover anything that I knew a, a whole lot about. I I mean, I know a little bit about it, so I learned something. Yeah, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I obviously I stuff questions, but. We could be here for two years answering those <laughs> questions. I always have questions. I, I always, uh, I always enjoy a good uh, immigration conversation. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that when I hear people say things that don't make sense, I I don't shy away from it because it's well, I mean, you, it's you, one you, of the you, few yeah. things that I know well, a lot about. Right. Obviously, doing it and in, in in you know fighting for people and winning cases, it's just. There's nothing like it, man. It's like yeah. it, working in immigration was the greatest thing I've ever done yeah. work-wise. I mean, to, to to go in on a daily basis and have such an incredibly profound impact on people's lives, it's just. Well, you got, you got a future position that might be slightly more. We'll see. Well, one-on-one personally, you know, yeah. with people. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, yeah, nursing's, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh Well, I guess that's and that's kind of the one thing that that kind of steered me towards going back to nursing school uh-huh. or going to nursing school. It was just you know, and, and it's very cliche to to say. Well, if you ask anyone in nursing, well, what made you get in? It's oh, cuz I want to help people. And it's just for me, it's it 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 really is true. And it's because of what I dealt with Working in immigration and helping people, it, it's something that really brought joy to me professionally. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I dearly miss here in Michigan. But it's not, I, I didn't have the same opportunity here that I did in Tennessee. Right. To, 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 to work, to continue working in that field. But so, yeah, nursing is something that I, I, I can see giving me that same enjoyment. Right, right. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Anything uh, else to add, though, Ian? No. Don't believe all the bullshit you see online. If you see something that just sounds... If it's on Facebook or Fox News, and maybe even arguably any of the news channels, which I don't want to <laughs> yeah. single them out necessarily, but if it's ba- if it's, well, on, if well, it's on Facebook, it's a fucking lie. More than likely. Yeah. That's why I kind of stay on Instagram. <laughs> well, <laughs> just know, avoid... I'm sure there's political things you can... Not really. Them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not big on Instagram yet, but I'm working on it because I really need to get away from the Facebook. Yeah, I really need to. It's. Um, I'm finding that it, it's probably just me, but I have so little in common with pretty much 98 percent of everyone yeah. I'm friends with. Um, to the point that I mean, they're almost the antithesis of my entire personality. <laughs> that I just I I don't know how that happens, politically and otherwise. I mean. You know, little stuff like family stuff. You can, you know, everyone has their own different opinions or movies or whatever. Once you get into politics, though, we all have the right to have our own opinions, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have where our opinions are right. I feel like lines in the saying get drawn too quickly. 
Well, we're in a we're in a we're in a political uh, world right now where there has to be lines. Yeah. The lines are drawn regardless whether we want them to be or not. Apparently, at the southern border. Well, That's I mean, where the lines are drawn. Even even outside of that, I mean, just um, on every on every level, you can't you can't have a uh, an, an, an argument on or a discussion on abortion that finds the middle ground. It's all it's either pro or con, line in the sand. Yeah, you're, I think you, you're always gonna have topics like that, though. Yeah, but it's every topic is like that right now. Everything there is no middle ground on no, anything. Yeah, you're right. So. Whether, you know, regardless of, of how you want to approach it, if you want to be a middle ground kind of gray area kind of guy, you can't. There's no it, no one's even going to pay any attention to you because you either have to be on one side or the other. Yeah. That's just that's the that's the climate we live in. So uh, what I will say is and I kind of leave it at this. If you're like Ian and you're just kind of fed up with with Facebook, I'm fed up with a lot of shit. Well, if but, you're just fed up with if you're fed up with Facebook, block and, and unfriend and unfollow everyone except for our page. Follow yeah. us. Just yeah. Well, and I and I'll second I, that. I, I guess you can follow Ian's page now that I created one for him. For my other show. For your other show. Yeah. I would have done it. You just did it while I was outside. Yeah, you don't. I, mean, I would. I was had every intention of doing it for the last four months. No, for like the last four days, I've been thinking about it because you told me I had to do it to in order to link things up. So yeah, so that's it's like four days, and you you just jumped the gun and did it, and I'm very appreciative because I didn't really want to do it. I just knew I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it, if you go on Facebook, um, Ian's show is called uh, Ian and Jace's Video Seller, right? Yes. Is what it is? So yeah, go on there and and. And like his page and kind of keep up, so you'll be able to keep up with things as as yeah. they release. And you're doing what bi biweekly? We're shows? trying to do biweekly. It's going to be give like, or take a few days here and there, but because yeah. um, technically biweekly, I think I should have one up, and I might make it. Uh, what is that? The, I got to look at the calendar. Um, this weekend or shortly thereafter, like when Tuesday or Wednesday would be yeah. the, the two week mark. Um, I th- I'll probably have that ready, but after that, I want to try to get back. I want to get on more of the life in general schedule, so we're put. I'm putting one up the same week. Well, obviously, <laughs> life life in general is weekly. Yeah, weekly. Um, but the every other week, it'll still go up with at the same time, like on a Sunday, gotcha. or roughly around. That yeah, time. we. So I've been. Once I realized I could schedule posts, schedule episodes being able. So I before I would like. Sometimes I would put up uh, the episode on like a Friday night and just not post on social media until Sunday. Right. Well, now, because once I realized, hey, there's a schedule button at the bottom of Podbean, I can actually schedule the posts. So now I think I think every episode goes up at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Okay. So I schedule it for 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to try and probably get on that same thing, but it'll be it'll be a biweekly thing. You, but like I said, for right now, it's going to be biweekly, but it might be, you know, over or under that yeah. that schedule just for the time being. So, um, but yeah, I picked eleven o'clock in the morning because that's what time the record store opens up. Yeah, and I and I should point out just just to defend myself a little bit here, um, Nick does a fantastic job on our editing for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to expand the horizons of editing. I'm moving. I'm, I'm trying to mix in like sound clips and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing that on my very second episode of editing. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just like doing what Nick does and then popping it up and or being lazy about that. I'm 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 trying to do something a little bit more elaborate. Well, his first episode, he took you know, it a, took me a it, month it to took edit. Me, 
from time that I started to the time that I ended, it was that long. But I actually only spent um, three hours, three and a half yeah. hours doing, but maybe four, I guess. Um, this next one is going to be even longer because I'm trying to. I got you. You know, I'm. I know. I'll just give you something and, to do shit about. And for the, for what it's worth, the first episode went up. I the episode's great, but there's some sound issues, some sound sound quality issues yeah. that I got to work out too. Um, so I'm working on that too. Which, if you go back and listen to some of our first episodes, well, right, like, and, that's, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to beat myself up about it. And it's, uh, you know, it, it still ended up being a good episode. Yeah, the episode's good. The content is good. Um, the technical side of it, I'm, I'm still learning. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be a work in progress. And I, yeah, I've been, I'm, I've been doing it for two and a half years. You've been so. doing it a long, a long time, and I'm kind of jumping slightly more into the deep end, like I said, because I'm trying to edit in clips and and other kinds of types of music and stuff to yeah. it and um i'm finding that to be more difficult than i had initially thought <laughs> but it's fun and it's I'm, I'm still going i i'd say i'm doing pretty good i'm gonna have it'll probably take me less actual editing time to do the second episode even though it's a longer episode and i'm putting more into it because yeah. i'm having a little bit more fun and i'm moving a little bit faster gotcha gotcha yeah so, you'll, you'll get the hang of it it's, yeah it's... i i guess maybe by the at least by the fourth episode, you should start noticing a difference in the quality, for sure. Sounds good. So, so yeah, go on there and uh, go check out Ian's show, and uh, nah, that's about all I got. Yeah, it's there's no politics in that. It's all just horror. Yeah, movies. it's all it's, horror movies. You know, we're gonna talk about gore. We're gonna talk about you know cheesiness and and fun and collecting and all that. Yeah, fun stuff. So, well, if uh, any questions or comments, you can email us at lifeandgeneralpod at gmail dot com. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook and all that jazz. Well, that's it. Until next time. Talk to you all later. Peace. Play my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you two cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas face You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This hit like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know they see the sign. That's from down the side. Know they sick as fuck. Know they sick as fuck. Tell get well soon. Tell get well soon. Know you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a gold smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear to God, nigga, this Molly got me.